next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Knee knocking, face freezing air coming in. It is the race of the citizens. Take control of runaway spending. Iran must never be allowed to acquire a nuclear weapon. I miss my teachers and friends. Now, let's go to the newsroom. A pro-life victory in Philly. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Breaking news out of Philadelphia last hour as a jury acquits pro-life demonstrator Mark Houck of all charges. We get the story from Family Life's Greg Gillespie. The jury got the case on Friday and continued their deliberations today, coming up with the not guilty verdict in federal court this afternoon. Houck was represented by the Thomas More Society. Attorney Peter Green said they are thrilled with the acquittal that Mark and his family are, quote, now free from the cloud that the Biden administration threw upon them. The jury, he says, saw through and rejected the prosecution's case, which was harassment of pro-life protesters. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Uh, Thanks, Greg. We'll have more on that story. Reaction to it this afternoon as it becomes available. Hundreds of flight cancellations today blamed on winter weather. Over 700 so far today. More than 40 million Americans under winter weather alerts this day from Texas all the way to West Virginia. We've got some stuff coming our way, too. Lake effect snow depositing a few inches southeast of Lake Syria, Ontario, but especially southeast of Lake Ontario. Even colder air, though, is on the docket for the end of the week. Some true toe-tingling, knee-knocking, face-freezing air coming in Friday and Saturday. All right, Kevin Williams, chilly forecast coming up in just a bit. A sixth officer relieved of his duties for his role in the deadly police beating of Tyree Nichols. Memphis, Tennessee police did not specify what role Officer Preston Hemphill played on the night in question. Memphis NAACP President Van Turner. If you were an officer or a first responder and you sat there and watched this young man die and you did nothing to help resuscitate him, you did nothing to give him aid that you are just as culpable yeah. as the people who beat him down and killed him. Nichols family attorney Ben Crump says while the victim and the five officers accused of murdering him are all black, there is still a racial component here. It is not the race of the police officer that is the determining factor of whether they're going to engage in the use of excessive force. It is the race of the citizen. Next to Washington, New York Senator Chuck Schumer says Republicans will cave on the debate over whether fiscal restraints should be tied to raising America's bloated debt ceiling. He says they're, quote, flirting with disaster. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he's hopeful an upcoming meeting with President Biden will move things forward. I want to find a reasonable and a responsible uh, way that we can lift the debt ceiling with take control of this runaway spending. Democrats want to raise the borrowing limit quickly and with no strings attached. Lawmakers have until June to try to work things out. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office in New York City appears to be nearing a decision on whether to charge former President Donald Trump over hush money paid to Stormy Daniels. New York Times reports witnesses are getting ready to give testimony to a grand jury. Nearly three dozen people, many of them police officers, dead following an attack as many of them were praying at a mosque in Pakistan. We were on the stairs when the blast happened. We managed to rescue some of the people who were wounded, but there are still bodies trapped under the debris. It was a suicide bombing at a mosque located within a police compound. More than 100 injuries reported there as well. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. commitment to Israel is ironclad, especially when it comes to preventing Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon. We agree that Iran must never be allowed to acquire a nuclear weapon. And we discussed deep 
deepening cooperation to confront and counter Iran's destabilizing activities in the region and beyond. Blinken making the rounds in the Middle East as tensions flare there. I hope he's wrong as well. I think he's right, though. That's Texas Representative Michael McCall telling Fox News the foreboding prediction from Air Force General Mike Minahan that the U.S. will be at war with China by 2025 is spot on. He says it hinges, though, on who controls the White House come 2024. It could happen. I think as long as Biden is in office, projecting weakness. McCall also pinned blame on the administration for Russia's invasion of Ukraine following the turbulent withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021. Speaking of Ukraine, former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says Russian President Vladimir Putin threatened him over it during his time in office. He threatened me at one point and said, you know, uh, Boris, I don't want to hurt you, but uh, with a missile it would only take a minute or something like that. You know, That's what Johnson claimed in a BBC documentary. It happened during a call a year ago before Russia invaded Ukraine. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov denies that threat was ever made. Back stateside now, the principal at the Virginia Elementary School where a six-year-old shot his teacher has been removed from her post. Teacher Abigail Zwerner's attorney said previously that several instructors went to school administration earlier with concerns about the student having a weapon, but they weren't taken seriously. Students returned to class at Richneck Elementary School today in Newport News. This young one, grateful to be back. I miss my teachers and friends. And, and I'm excited to play with them again. That teacher continues to recover from her wounds. Is an extra COVID booster shot worth it? New research indicates it depends a lot on your overall health. A third COVID booster reduces deaths among patients with pre-existing conditions by 90%. That's the result of a study published in the Canadian Medical Association Journal. Researchers say people with multiple health conditions are much more likely to survive COVID if they have a third dose compared to people who only have too. Michael George reporting. CVS and Walmart both cutting pharmacy hours and closing some locations earlier due to staffing shortages. Both companies have announced they will scale back hours at their pharmacies as the industry battles a shortage of pharmacists and other key positions. That'll start in March. And one of the NHL's brightest stars has passed away. Famer and 12-time All-Star Bobby Hull, dead at age 84, known as the Golden Jet for his speed and flowing blonde hair. He once recounted what one of his trademark end-to-end rushes felt like. I'd come around that net with a pocket, feel them getting out of their seats. By the time I got to center ice, they were all out of their seats. And then by the time Buck was either at the net or in the net, they were all standing and howling. And he did. Hall was one of the first players to curve his stick. Even using a wooden stick, his slap shot clocked at 118 miles an hour. Hull was controversial off the ice, though accused of domestic abuse by two of his three wives, among other things. His son, Brett, he of the infamous foot in the crease in the 1999 Stanley Cup final against the Buffalo Sabres, is also a Hall of Famer. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, we'll recap a key pro-life court verdict in Philadelphia this afternoon. A disturbing discovery in a Rochester suburb, and it was raining teddies in Hershey. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast. For tonight and tomorrow, variable cloudiness with flurries. Lake effect snow depositing a few inches southeast of Lake Syria, Ontario, but especially southeast of Lake Ontario, impacting Oswego County and portions of adjacent counties particularly. Low temps tonight, teens and low 20s. High tomorrow, mostly 20s and low 30s. On Wednesday, a mix of clouds and sunshine, a stray flurry, and high temperatures mostly in the 20s. 
Thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Exoneration this afternoon for Pennsylvania pro-life activist Mark Houck. After a brief jury trial, they have found him not guilty on all federal charges lodged against him over an incident outside of a planned parenthood clinic last year in which Houck shoved a pro-abortion escort after that escort had verbally harassed Houck's son. We've heard a lot about the Justice Department from in the last couple of weeks. They've been talking about the FACE Act and whether or not they're going to bring additional cases going forward. We have heard from Houck's legal team, which said they are, quote, thrilled with the outcome and that they are glad that the jury saw through and rejected the prosecution's discriminatory case. Fox News reporter Mark Meredith. A couple of school evacuations in Pennsylvania today. The superintendent in Johnstown says a threatening note was found at 8 this morning on the door to the junior-senior high. Johnstown, Pennsylvania, 70 miles east of Pittsburgh. Yoder police supervised an evacuation to the elementary school where parents could pick up their children this morning. Students who drive had to leave their cars in the school parking lot until this evening. A middle school 30 miles north of Philly, was also evacuated today after two phoned-in threats. Erie, Pennsylvania police have arrested a suspect in connection with a recent murder at an Erie nightclub. Erie.com reporting police announced the arrest of 22-year-old Shannon Goodwin on Monday. The murder happened during a shootout at a private party at the Metroplex nightclub on December 30th. A Pennsylvania politician has introduced DeMar's law. It requires defibrillators at school sporting events. The legislation named after Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin, whose life you'll recall was saved by a defibrillator and a paramedic during an NFL game early this month. Democrat Marty Flynn says Hamlin's cardiac arrest points out how critical timing and preparation are in the event of such an emergency. Hamlin himself spoke out over the weekend for the first time since his near-fatal mishap. The Bills' safety posted a video to say thanks. Well, I'm so thankful to everybody. I know that it is isn't enough just to be thankful. This is just the beginning of the impact that I wanted to have on the world. And with God's guidance, I will continue to do wonderful and great things. Hamlin also expressed gratitude to the medical staff who saved his life on that football field in Cincinnati. Sandwich baggies filled with candy canes and anti-Semitic flyers left in the driveways of several homes in Irondequoit, New York yesterday, north of Rochester. The baggies contain racist rants blaming Jews for societal ills. They use conspiracy theories to create fear and mistrust and distrust and to discredit the Jewish community and to garner support towards anti-Semitism. They're pointing out what's evil and they're blaming Jews for it. Jewish activist Meredith Dragon says the white supremacist organization behind the flyers is well known in the Rochester region. These are adults with a plan, with a coordinated effort and a desire to increase anti-Semitism and really eventually cause violence. The Irondequoit Police Department is investigating those flyers which feature photographs of prominent Jews with the Star of David photoshopped onto them. Police in western New York have released the names of two people killed in a wrong way crash on the Southern Tier Expressway in the town of Ellicott. More from Family Life's Brandon Dixon. For whatever reason, 30-year-old Matthew Berry of Randolph, New York, was driving east in the westbound lane of I-86 Saturday night without his headlights on. His car was hit by a pickup truck, which was also struck by a tractor-trailer from behind. Berry was killed at the scene. The driver of the pickup, 57-year-old Todd Town of Jamestown, was pronounced dead at a local hospital. Berry suffered from a mental illness and was reported missing the night of the crash. 
Bush. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Uh, thanks, Brandon. Also on the police beat, a former Buffalo, New York police officer is facing charges for a looting incident that happened during the blizzard of 22. We get that story from Family Life's D. Haley. The Erie County District Attorney's Office reports former Buffalo police officer 55-year-old Carol Horn is facing charges for harassing police during a looting investigation. Horn allegedly obstructed police officers while they were conducting interviews related to a looting incident on Bailey Avenue on Christmas. Horn was fired from the department in 2006, and in 2020, she became the namesake for Carriel's Law, protecting officers who step in if they feel excessive force is being used. In the Christmas blizzard incident, she was charged with obstruction of governmental administration, harassment, and disorderly conduct. If convicted, she faces up to one year in jail. Dee Haley, Family Life News. Thank you, Dee. And finally, back to Pennsylvania, where it was raining not cats and dogs, but teddy bears. The Hershey Bears hockey team held their annual giant teddy bear toss on Sunday at the Giant Center in Hershey. Held annually since 2001, the teddy bear toss allows fans to bring new stuffed items to the game to throw onto the ice when the Bears score their first goal. All of the Bears collected are donated to more than 35 local organizations throughout the area, and fans did not disappoint. Even though the Bears didn't score on Sunday, they stuffed the Giant Center ice this year, throwing 67,309 stuffed animals onto the ice at the end of the game, crushing the previous record of around 52,000 set last year. Since its inception, the Teddy Bear Toss has now collected over 389,000 stuffed animals. Brian Query, Family Life News. That's a ton of teddies. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks moving sharply lower today as we enter a news-heavy week. The Federal Reserve will announce their next interest rate decision on Wednesday, and most analysts are expecting a one-quarter percent hike. General economic concerns remain, and there will be plenty of companies reporting their fourth-quarter performance to help paint a picture of the current position of the economy. Among those reporting this week, Apple, Amazon, Google Parent, Alphabet, and Meta. Oil today dipping to $78 a barrel. The Dow lost 260 points. The S&P 500 fell 52, and the Nasdaq is down 227. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Many people put a lot of time and energy into becoming financially independent. Is that an appropriate goal for a Christian? I am Rob West with a Faith and Finance Minute. Taylor Standridge writes about this in an article at faithfi.com. He says it comes down to why someone wants to be financially independent. If the reason is to be able to devote the rest of one's life to leisure and self-indulgence, then no, financial independence is not a godly goal. But if financial independence is a means to devote yourself more fully to family, ministry, and other good works, well, that's quite different. Taylor calls this pursuing a higher calling for money. It's a calling that focuses not on what money can do for us, but on becoming as free as possible to serve God and others. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com. All right, coming up on the 5 o'clock report... You know that sound. You know that satisfying feeling. The story of bubble wrap coming right up. 
I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. A little lake effect snow will be found tonight into tomorrow in areas southeast of Lake Syria, Ontario, with a few flurries most elsewhere as colder air works into the region. Much colder air comes in late in the week. In fact, the coldest air of the season to date, with a hug your honey alert now in effect for Friday night. For tonight and tomorrow, variable cloudiness with flurries. Lake effect snow depositing a few inches southeast of Lake Syria, Ontario, but especially southeast of Lake Ontario. Low temps tonight, teens and low 20s. High tomorrow, mostly 20s and low 30s. On Wednesday, a mix of clouds, sunshine, a stray flurry, and high temperatures mostly in the 20s. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, it was 1957. A couple of inventors were trying to come up with one thing, failed miserably, but came up with quite another that turned out to be quite a success. Reporter Bree Tennis wraps it up from there. Alfred Fielding and Mark Siobhan were trying to create a three-dimensional type of wallpaper. Wallpaper that had a thick texture, one you could see and feel. What they created didn't work on the wall, but it did work on protecting things. The two inventors invented what we know as bubble wrap. Oh, it's good at protecting things, but it also has a satisfying popping sound that psychologists say reduces stress, anxiety, and releases that feel-good chemical dopamine in the brain. So happy National Bubble Wrap Day. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. You know you enjoyed that, Bree. Somehow I think we all did. That puts a wrap on the world we live in from Monday, January 30th, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.